Welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. Yeah. We can do like a fade in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Fade in. <laughs> Wait, now do, we're do back. Yeah. I, I, I forgot how my mic works. It's been so long. Uh, 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 am, I, am I using it correctly? We're back for season two of the Tabletop Dropouts. We yeah. made it. Oh, man. As, as, I said on in, as I said on Instagram, holidays, am I right? It's funnier on Instagram. Little full. Everything's full of funny. sap. Yeah. It's great, though. Little <laughs> 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 I mean, just a pile of what? God. What a uh, whirlwind of a season uh, break we had, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, I, I think uh, I think this episode, guys, is probably going to be more of just an update on where everything stands, whether that be from hobby progress, state of the meta, other stuff outside of GW that's going on, and then an expansive 14-hour-long games played segment to cover all the games that we have Stay played. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned, <laughs> loyal listener. Yeah, um, uh, cool. Um, we didn't really talk about who's facilitating, so I'm going to step into the role. Um, let's kick out with uh, uh, stuff that's happened. Um, I think most recently, um, and what's probably present in most 40K players' minds right now, is uh, the Death Card Codex teases, which came out a couple of days before the recording of this. And by the time this episode comes out, um, the Codex will still not be out, but it'll be coming. <laughs> it'll, so, it it should coming, be. It should be God. releasing. It's the, gonna happen. <laughs> it should be releasing the following weekend after this episode drops. Yeah, yeah. This will come out hopefully on Wednesday, and then on Saturdays when you can get your your Stinky Boys book. Um, what, I don't know. Have you guys had a chance to look through? Um, Codex at all? You know, I actually haven't because my wife has been having me uh, just do. Like, I literally just painted my master bedroom yesterday when all that when when that leak dropped. So was that yesterday when the leak dropped? Uh, I think they started coming out like uh, probably Friday night. Um, I, but you know, I'm an adult and I go to bed at 11 o'clock, so I didn't read them. On I am Friday. a little salty about it though. Why? I mean, well, because so I'm not a Death Guard player. In fact, any Death Guard I had, I gave to you. Um, yeah, I gave you that whole yeah, bag you did. of Death Card. Okay, sorry. I that, I, that's not a faction that like I'm really into, but I do play Drakari. And we got one tease. It was like, here's an Incubi data sheet. Like, <laughs> yeah, but look I mean, at how he does more damage. But you guys got like, here's all of the stratagems. Here's the mission secondary. Well, that, that's all going to come out for Drakari yeah. the week before. Because what it is, is they have like um, people to get teased the books right. or whatever they get like advanced copies and then the ndas expire on those right literally a week before the codex drops in what i would assume is a very strategically planned oh, yeah, legal agreement on gw's well, part and then so when those ndas drop those people are legally allowed to just be like hey here's all this cool stuff now go buy the codex well if you look all the like youtube providers that get the books early like uh, yeah. ash oh. from gmg they all release their videos the day the stuff goes on pre-order yeah that's a hundred percent coordinated let's let's be real about those youtube videos for a second here's what a youtube video entails from some of those people i have the new death card codex and i'm going to look at it oh that's interesting oh people are not gonna like that <laughs> oh that's wild i can't believe they changed x or y and then it's like well that's the tease for the codex i hope you enjoyed watching my video don't forget to like and subscribe because oh, i'm yeah. a massive tool are there like, really like youtube videos like that i have a dude, rule that's where like 90 percent of them really all right yeah. well People i'm gonna will... give a, a shout out to ash because ash doesn't do that he, well, we he... all know ash is ash is our little <laughs> ash, ash is my, ash my personal is hero treasure. he's like the keanu reeves with the tabletop youtube <laughs> like it's just Oh, look, he has a great new video of something really interesting. Like, he's playing Battlefleet Gothic on a great board with, like, real models. And it's going to be real fun to watch. But, like, everybody else can, you know, you guys can just get dunked. I'm just going to read from the book, and yeah. I'm going to claim it as a lore video. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, make, let's make lore videos where I have a PowerPoint slide that goes over the, the pictures of 40K yeah, like, and then while you I can talk about it. insert your... Neo-Nazi ideology. Okay, abort. That's just. I'm gonna have to dial down your volume, buddy. You just literally broke the eardrums of every person listening right there. See that? See that line? I think that, that was screen? me. That was me. That was you. Yeah, that, my, that was my. plan too. Now we can just talk about whatever because they can't hear us anymore. So. Um, cool. Yeah. So death card stuff. Uh, a couple of little standouts. I really like. Um, one, the contagion abilities are really cool. I like the uh, neg one toughness aura that's going to be fun um and then just 
Um, I think the other contagion that I like a lot is um, from the Ferryman, uh, like company or whatever play company. Yeah, and that basically like if you're within range of this contagion ability, your movement is halved. I and do like so that. I think that's going to be pretty damn powerful um, on like blow drones and stuff. Um, I also just like the name, the droning, because I that's just like a really kind of aesthetically and narratively cool thing. Um, also pretty pumped about faction secondaries. I can't really specifically tell you about them because I only read like one paragraph and didn't really internalize it. But um, honestly, I'm just happy to have faction secondaries for a chaos faction at this point. So, yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? Death it card is... OP, nerf immediately. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> well, I mean, God, man, get after it. I mean, shit. Chaos has been, you know, they had a they had a uh, Imperium with Space Marines. They yeah. had three supplements yeah and then we had a necrons which were like these guys are the antagonists in ninth edition so we'll be fair there but i mean shit man all the way into when did when did ninth drop i mean we were playing ninth back in august yeah i think the thing that it dropped uh it yeah august it was, was august because it, so it was that's literally it, five months august wait. seems to be yeah. the pat what they're yeah. using to, to launch new editions of the game because mm. uh aos 2.0 launched around august as well mm. Um, ninth launched in August, and there's rumors uh, starting to circulate that uh, this year's August might be AOS 3.0. AOS. Actually, yeah. that's that's looking like that's what that's going to be. Well, they're yeah, because they're, they're where they're at in their release cycle. They've got all the books out, so anyway. Well, it's on good authority that like people people from the Goonhammer chat have been talking to, and they're like, I wonder what's going to happen with Forbidden Power and Malign Portents too, because once third comes, they're just I think they're just going to drop that. Which is fine. I mean, Malign, we didn't do anything out of Malign Portents or Forbidden Power anyway, I think, the entire time we played Sigmar. So. Yeah, the, the only thing that came out of Forbidden Power that's seen regular use has been the endless spells. Hmm. And even then, it's only been very certain key spells. Um, right. I mean, I have the whole box on a shelf. I've never, I don't use 90% of them. The only thing I've ever really seen on the table from those have been like the... Um, the gears that let you cast twice or up the like movement. Cogness. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the in cogs. The, in the ten minutes that I played Flesh Eater Course, I was definitely going to use those. the, the cogs are really, the, yeah, really the, good. But um, otherwise, you know, you've seen. I think endless spells will stick around because we've got so many models for them. There's the faction specific ones. Oh, I will flip my lid if I if I lose my judgments of corn. Because those are great. There's literally an icon that just follows you around. Well, yeah, we, I, I don't like talk, I don't like thinking about those things. Oh, the skulls? Yeah, <laughs> cast near those because they explode on eight. It's great. <laughs> and that rhymes. My alliteration is on point for this episode. My guys. Alliteration. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was reading through the House of Artifice for Necromunda, and what a swing and a miss that was. Oh, really? Was it? I didn't um, get a chance to check it out. It's Vansar, it? right? It's Vansar. They yeah, like jump like, pack juves now, or. They, no, they, they're they, on they, hoverboards. They got hoverboard juves. Those yes. are actually the oh. one cool model. Those are Those are the tight. one good thing that came out of House of Artifice. The Archaeotech. I mean, swinging a miss on that guy. He looks right. cool. It's like, oh, yeah, you can add a free cybernetic upgrade. Yeah. They kind of missed with that one. Like, that is the tech shoot. You know, it's like they're... I don't, I don't want to say it, but they're the Tau of Necromunda. <laughs> and... Oh. Uh, uh, seems legit. Yeah, yeah. having having gotten my my uh, my enforcer shot off the board multiple times by you, it seems legit. So, so well, why do you think they're swinging a miss? On just that? so with what what book came out before them? What was it Warlock? Yeah, the Warlock one. Warlock House, House of, of Iron. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, Warlock. So Warlock. That was the one before Warlock. So Warlock got great models. They got. I mean, and the models are fantastic. Yeah. For Or Warlocks are the ones that got the uh, jetpack juice. Yeah. Yeah. So. That book was incredible for Warlock. That took a that took a that took a faction that was very much a middle of the road, very good beginner friendly faction, and expanded on the things that were good about it. Uh, very, you know, you could take melee, you could take shooting. It played to the strengths, and it just kind of addressed some of the problems with Warlock. Uh, mainly being, you know, Warlock's kind of the junker, you know, outside group. Yeah. Um, and just kind of expanded on that. Vansar, they just kind of said, ah, here's some cool models with some stuff that we didn't really think about. But, uh, like, right. you're not going to be able to... Most of the time when you take a Necromunda campaign, um, the Jews on jetpacks and then the Jews on hoverboards, you're like, that's great. But Orlock had these these units that, as you progressed in your campaign, you could add these units that were viable. Not so much with Vansar. Like, nobody's going to... 
you can take the neophytes on hoverboards they're kind of expensive yeah that's a cool model you're going to set yourself up good but as soon as you get into your later games your upgrades don't really matter anymore okay. they just kind of that they, makes they sense. stagnate yeah. whereas Orlox has a constant progression path and I think they're trying to do this thing where they're making you buy these models to progress your, your gang and Archaeotech and all that other stuff just failed uh, Okay. for, for Vansar I'm curious to see what Bl- what Escher does because that looks like oh, yeah. the Escher book. I thought the Escher book came out already. They, yeah, it's like House of House of Blades. Yeah, but it actually now now that you're thinking about it, it did did House of Blades since I since I do gore or um, you guys enforcers, my book came out already. You guys missed a pretty good joke from me right there. I just want to point that out. Oh, no, it just wasn't that good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I know. Sing. In all fairness, I, I actually didn't hear it. So <laughs> No, no, I heard it and made a point to continue with my point. <laughs> <laughs> I decided I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, what else did we do? I mean, George, you and I played Crisis Protocol. We did, which was outstanding. So, Crisis Crisis. Crisis Protocol. Crisis Protocol. Crisis Protocol. Crisis Cortical. <laughs> it is a fantastic cortisone. You, here's what I like about that game. That is a game where you just put some cards down that have your stats on them, and you just go. Just go. Like I mean, shit, man. Like after playing, you know, 40k for so long. I mean, playing another game like that where it's just you can just kind of turn your brain off and be like, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit Iron Man in the head. With this dumpster, I, I'm gonna I, dumpster him. I'm I, literally gonna dumpster I, Iron I'm gonna, Man. I'm gonna throw all the cars at. What, what, who was Doc Ock throwing all the cars at? Was it the Red Skull? Yeah, he just kept throwing <laughs> cars like, at me. And then I, I actually 3D printed the Quick Stop in the RST video, yes. which somebody's gonna get hit with the Quick Stop. Like Ultron gonna throw that at somebody. Yeah. Well, considering I'm I'm, I'm rolling up a, uh, a Defenders playlist now, that's my my current hobby goal. There, here. Ghost Rider's gonna get hit in the head with that because he's I mean, the biggest base. He's just gonna. <laughs> Get a quick stop to the face. Yeah, I mean, which is a good segue into our hobby progress. But like, oh, there's we so much other new game. stuff, though, Mike. Oh, what other? We've got, we've got. Well, Black, actually, we do have a lot of new stuff. Slanesh. Oh. and they look great, and I'd love it. And there's, I mean, fuck, what was it? I think it was Badcast called it like hedonism bot energy. The guy that's his name's like Gluteus Maximus or something like it's not that actually, but it's something. Are you talking about the Magnificent? The the yeah, it's his name's like Glute or something like that. His name's uh, yeah, tar- I can't wait to. <laughs> it's like la- it's like Latin, like bastardized Latin for ass, <laughs> <laughs> like which it. is great for Slanesh. And I mean, it, you know, not not joking. Like um, those fucking models are awesome. Yeah, they're real cool. I have very little interest in playing Chaos aside from my Skaven, but those are some really good models. Skaven's not real Chaos. They made it. Listen, Blame GW. Man, listen, man, thing. <laughs> I reject Scream, your reality Scream. and stuff. That's um, on my own. No, what I find interesting about that release is uh, whenever they were releasing the uh, box set that had the Harpist and and that for Slanesh, yeah, yeah. there everybody was expecting like all the chatter online that I saw was expecting more mortals of Slanesh to be announced mm-hmm. and GW just kind of like no no that's not that's not a thing and then now we're here and they're like oh yeah we're, we're re-releasing the Hedonites book oh, yeah and, it's a thing and yeah. it's a thing <laughs> like here's a whole bunch of cool things and everybody just yeah. went nuts the god the Slanesh line lately has been fantastic I mean that model that you're talking about the Infernal and Rapturous is awesome where she's playing harp out of the guy's back the the mirror um the ep- it's the epi- contorted, contorted epitome. Yeah. Epitome, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But fantastic on the table, at least in 40K, and then also just a fucking awesome model. Um, Sileski is amazing. Um, that's part of my hobby progress that, you know, remains on my workbench. Um, just that whole line looks great. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that the, the wife, who's primarily a hobbyist, not really the gamist, she's, she wants to paint some of those guys up. Yeah, man. Um, I, yeah, their, their stuff looks great, and do they have a? Did they announce a Warcry Warband for them? Uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just released. Actually, that's kind of a good segue into some more Age of Sigmar news. Yeah. They they released all of the big uh, Grand Alliance books. So basically, now if you want to get into Age of, into Warcry, but you don't, and you're one of the people who doesn't want to buy like one of those generic Chaos Cultist Warbands, yeah. they released a Grand Alliance book. So like you could just buy GA Chaos. I forgot what it's called. It's like Champions of Chaos or Champions yeah. of Order. But if you buy that book, it's like here's all the stats for models from that Grand Alliance that can be in Warcry. So 
that's smart. They're making all these smart decisions. It, it is. It's like they're not they, every single time they just pop a dinger yeah. on on Sigmar. They're like, oh dinger, oh dinger. But but, but um, yeah no they uh, it's it, it actually it leaked some of the I think it was some of the Slanesh models leaked from that like hmm. the book came out and there were people were like wait a second what are those what, are the, what is that and it's like some of the variant builds on the uh, foot soldier guys for example yeah. um but yeah no they're just they're doing some interesting stuff there and i'm personally really really excited about um where they're probably going with the uh what's the name of the new book line that the, the first one was the marathi book so i didn't pay attention to it oh that broken realms <laughs> yeah the broken realms events <laughs> which first one was marathi i didn't pay attention to i, I don't stormcast marathi and something else yeah, yeah. so let's see uh, um and some cities of sigmar but it was the dark elves um but oh and they also i i feel bad for downplaying that book because that book also made it so that um there's a chaos faction that can use all the Warcry generic cultists as battle line. Yeah, I thought which you could actually, use those in like Slaves of Darkness, couldn't you? Well, you, you could always that? do okay. it, but they didn't count as battle line. Ah. So now there's a new uh, bat- there's a new sub faction um, for Slaves of Darkness that can use those as battle line. So if you're a Warcry player, it's a much easier jumping on point because you have your battle line units, which are usually the generic tax unit that a lot of people weren't excited about. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. But I'm really excited for the next Broken Realms book. That's, or not the next one, but whichever one finally gives me some more Skaven stuff and maybe some more uh, KO stuff since I'm, I'm starting those guys this year. Ooh. Look, look, boat spam is going to be hilarious and bad. Guy dwarfs. I love it. Uh, so, so fun. What else is, what else is fucking new? Uh, I know they're doing, a, they're doing a box set with Sisters and Drakari. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of like went under the radar, man. Like they what announced the fuck? it. And What's it, this called? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Like, uh, like pain and chastity or something along those lines. It's pain not chastity. And chastity. It's that not is chastity. so great. But oh, I don't, like, I, maybe agony and so, I don't know, you know. Insert, insert. I'm, I'm literally, I'm Google boxing it right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be like 250 bucks. Um, comes with uh, one of the little emulator things. Piety and pain is yeah, the name Ooh. of the box. Yeah, that was close. It, it was one of the Christmas Day reveals, which means it got the news of it got eaten by the Slanesh mortals. Yeah, that was show, a, me, yeah. Show, me, show me that box real quick. I want to <laughs> see how, how, I'm, pulling up, I'm pulling up a good picture of it. Show me that box, um, man. It's going to be cool. Um, that's, that's really tempting. That's God, man, if I could find somebody selling sisters for a decent price with that coming out i'd be real tempted by it yeah because sisters are the hot shit right now sister it's not even that they're good um which they are um they're but they're God, fucking miracle dice man um oh here my cool three of my models can do four thousand damage in one turn yeah um, i'm gonna use these six miracle dice for six tight five. um <laughs> that's super yeah. great <laughs> my, my heavy weapon thing one of my heavy weapon options you literally uh it, it only works if i don't move it so and then the other one's the silent king so yeah um, here's a picture oh, of the, but anyhow the um, yeah they're really cool and i mean their model line's so great too i mean yeah people have been bitching about sisters lately like like, oh, we use blah, 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 and models. My bitch, you just got a full re- range yeah, refresh. Like, like, and honestly, the, there's nothing. Uh, being a Skaven player that's been waiting on them to refresh some of our older models forever. Oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm right there with you, man. Sitting in the, the old leader's camp. Yeah, looking at the, that full refresh they did for, and they just knocked everything out of the park in that yeah. line, in my opinion. Like, I have no interest in playing them, but, like, some of the centerpiece models, I would love to, like, be able to build and, and yeah. possibly it's, slowly paint, as is my pace. That box looks like a fucking <laughs> ripoff. No wonder nobody talked about it. It's what like five so? sisters. Dude, it's the... Okay, so that tells me one thing. That tells me that witches are going to be kind of good in ninth edition, because they have a bunch of witches in there. They have the new Lilith Hexbrax sculpt. They have a Venom. And they have, like, some some uh, scourges. Yeah. Like, it's for, a hunt, for 250 yeah. bucks... And then on the other side, it's like they got that the rhino with the organs on it. I don't yeah. know what that shit's called. No, it's not an exorcist, is it? For the for what for the, for the piety and pain. And if it's an exorcist, some... an exorcist is good. Is it the uh... eighty dollars of salt solid value? I thought it was talking... the emulator. Yeah, it's the emulator. That's the rhino with the flamer. Oh, I don't know if you keyed in on this, Mike, but those are new. Those are plastic witch sculpts. I know. I have plastic witch. No, but th- those are there. new, new witches. That's I the, believe that's so. That's Lilith Hesperax. That's the new sculpt for Lilith Hesperax. That's the oh. only sculpt they did. So anyhow, oh, never mind then. Pain and piety. It's coming out. Gonna gonna go ahead and be a patent leather me, dog. Patent leather everywhere. Oh, um, 
Yeah, the the big thing that seems to be that's going to sell that box is the characters, honestly, because there's that's there's going to be yeah. a there's also just like with all the Age of Sigmar boxes they released um, in recent history, there's a exclusive Sisters of Battle uh, HQ unit in there that she'll be in there for like oh. a, yeah, a month true. or so, a year or so. Only way you'll get the Lilith yeah. model if you want it for Drakari, but that's fine. I'll buy a metal one because I already bought twenty one metal Incubi. Incubi. And like twelve metal grotesques. However, if you uh, if you're a listener and you have a metal Talos, and you are looking to get rid of that, <laughs> why do you want a metal Talos? Because he's decided he wants it all metal. Apparently, like I want heavy metal Drakari army, so <laughs> I, I can pretend like I played it forever. Thank you. Playing this for decision making is. I was, I was playing wow. this before the codex dropped, so you know it's old school. Man, like uh, I'm, excited. I'm legit excited for that new codex, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, Drakari, fucking get on the hype train, dude. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sticking with Necrons this year, but we're gonna have the one month Death Guard meta, and then it's gonna be all Drakari all the time. And then you're gonna see like it's gonna be like that tournament we just went to where there were seven Necron yeah, players. Myself included. Well, dude, I'm keeping track of Siege of Augusta right now. Um, as we're recording this, that's in day two. But yeah, there's like four or five Drakari players there. I was looking through lists on Friday before it all kicked off. And that's I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't know if that's a great indicator of the meta. I'm just kind of going through some of the names that are there. I mean, obviously, you know, there's good players, of course. Um, but a lot of people I hadn't recognized. Um, so I don't know how much of an indicator that is. No, I'm um, pretty sure that's a grasp of like the Drakari players to be like, I want to be the best in faction for my busted faction this year. So I'm going to get it because Drakari, I don't think they've won a single tournament. No, they haven't because they're garbage right now. But right. here in a couple of minutes, they're going to be good. Yeah, give them a month. And yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah then they'll be they'll be the new brokenness until whatever. Until, well, I mean, that's the right. next Marine supplement comes out. And Ky- then. Kyle's messaging me because he's the only other Drakari player I know, except for that one guy that we... Uh, that uh, I don't really see him anymore. So like, there's really only two of us that play, and we're both talking about what are you going to run? Yeah, I mean, but also now nah, I'm expecting five more players to come out of the woodwork. I want, I want the 120 rack meta to come into existence. Jesus, you know how expensive that would be. Yeah, that's why I want it to come into existence. <laughs> and then immediately get fact. Yeah, love that. yeah. I just I really like racks. I like the concept of the uh, prophets of flesh and like homunculus covens or however that's. Dracar is cool, man. I like that faction a lot. I wish nothing for them but the best, except for when they play me. (laughs) Uh, And I have to get the conversions because I have 10 racks that I converted from Zangors. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, Zangors are good conversions, too. They're like. Yeah, I just. It's all with the racks, you're looking for that, like corset type thing and they and have the those stack on the chest and, and the stack chest and then i, and I zangors do not stuff. skip chest day and so. then they uh I, I green stuffed and attached some spikes and some chains yeah. and shit and yeah like, they look good man put some dark eldar helmets on them and yeah so, I, there you go yeah easy so. peasy so did we talk about uh the very very strongly hinted but not completely confirmed kill team box that's uh, going to be coming up has that been a thing? Has that, is they've, that they've been they've been strongly teasing either a new box oh, or, or a possible like 2.0 release, which would make sense to bring it up in line with Ninth Edition of uh, set oh, yeah. in the Pariah Nexus. Which, yeah, because Kill Team is currently in Eighth Edition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. well, it's well, it's, or it's like, own edition. It, yeah, it's own edition, but it's on the same, it, like, it's still rooted yeah. in Eighth. Um, but yeah, so that makes sense. They've they've that was another thing that for like either New Year's Day. Or Christmas that they were like, "Hey, this is still a thing," but they haven't said what it is, and they just sh- said it's for Kill Team. It's gonna be set in the Pariah Nexus. A lot of people are expecting a Necrons versus I bet, I bet that, um, Space Marines core box, uh, God, which is like the different. least. Uh, yeah, we we that we had Indominus. We had the Ninth Edition like box with that, which was like Indominus minus like do something else. I mean, if if that's what they do, cool for everyone. In the meta that's currently playing Space Marines and honestly, Necrons, I, which is ninety percent. I would love it if it was a like Pariah Nexus box that did not have Necrons or Space Marines. Yeah, it's it'd just be like, awesome. Like here's what the it was uh, like fucking Crute and <laughs> Renegade Guard. Yeah, like here's what other people are doing <laughs> while all this chaos is happening. Yeah. Um. I, I I hope honestly I hope it's like a two point for for this current iteration of kill team this new iteration of kill team yeah because i feel like at least in our local area the game stagnated it was really oh, big for a while and then yeah. 
and then just people figured out what were the really really good combos well i think that we can yeah go ahead Sorry. and and but it, it felt like a solved game a lot quicker than it should mm-hmm. have um and it doesn't have the fun arcadiness of Warcry that lets you keep playing it even though you know what the best solutions are because you want to do something goofy. Like Kill Team doesn't have that, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that it's just not it does it's it's it doesn't have enough depth. Like you look at Necromunda, it's like it's set up for a campaign. I expected Kill Team to kind of be the same when it first came out. It was like, this'll be cool, you have these missions, you got these guys behind enemy lines, it's gonna be cool, there's gonna be some stories you can tell. No. No, that was that was a total whiff you really have to like force the narrative you got to really yeah. force it and like i remember back when eighth and ninth just dropped and like there were a couple guys at the game store that were playing some kill team and they're like we're gonna we're trying to play kill team to build points to go into crusade in ninth and so they were like kind of trying to do that and i was like that sounds really really hard and really terrible Honestly, though, if that's that might be a good hook for how to make the narrative in Kill Team work if they are doing a refresh of the rulebook. Yeah, like look at look at Crusade and say, okay, this is what you're going to need to start off with Crusade, and make that the very very high end of Kill Team campaign play. So you play through a campaign and then you end up with a Crusade force. Yeah, yeah, and of course, Kill Team is you know one of their starter games. Yeah, yeah. And so should, my my thought. For GW. Hmm. Yeah, we should hmm. we should apply to a job posting for them. Hmm. Okay, anyhow. No, um I think um like like I was saying, um they um that that's one of GW's like starter lines that they're yeah. trying to like pull people into the game similar to um that other game, Warcry. Um so I would assume that we're gonna see that probably in May or June. To yeah, coincide I, with school releasing. I know that this is kind of a weird year and a half now period that we've entered into because hey guess what it's been a fucking year since coronavirus showed up um but like i mean i i think they're still gonna try to adhere to that kind of schedule so that's yeah. that's my assumption if they're gonna do it that'd be a good time for it yeah yeah i, I agree i think that it'll be uh, a june-ish release um give flex one way or the other but um i just hope they they kind of improve on it enough to make it have its own legs yeah while still also encouraging people to on-ramp into 40k. Yeah. You're going to play it? I mean, I, I pick up... Y'all guys know me. I pick up all types of stupid rule books. So, mm-hmm. you That's know. true. You do pick up stupid rule books. <laughs> all the, I still haven't got my Gabble's rule book, by oh the way. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for you. You're posting in the group, too, and I know they're seeing that. Just being like... What is it? So, um, I pre-ordered Gamble Wolves, which is that oh, use-your-own-mech yeah. uh, thing. Yeah. I pre-ordered from uh, directly from Osprey yeah, in the wrong fucking books. Well, wait, wait. It's it's even better than <laughs> no, that. Better than that so yeah. I pre-ordered um, whenever the um, street date was, like very end of November, when Osprey was saying they were going to ship it out mid-December. Um, they did not ship it out until I started bugging them uh, earlier this month. Uh, they finally they finally updated my status. It just said closed. They didn't give me any shipping information. I, I let that sit for a few days just to see if it was waiting on the email. I finally got in touch with their customer service. They're like, "Oh, we're we're going to talk to our person, get it resolved. You should have it, like with it before the end of the week." So you had to initiate contact to get multiple times on something that was two months late uh, or a month late. A month late. Yeah. It was, um, I was well, going to say like I get that, you know, and I'm I'm a GW apologist. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, like you are. yeah, so like I, I get that a lot of companies use like will not use but are having issues logistically because of the pandemic i mean it's screwing up supply lines like i've said before you know people didn't have shit paper for a couple of months and so our plastic war dollies are not taking precedence in the supply chains well and i think we need to remember that but if you're going to have those things affect your supply lines to your customers and your value chains you need to be communicating with your customers and telling them hey here's what's going on because most people are, you know, somewhat reasonable and understand that we're in a semi-unprecedented point of time, like, and there's going to be, you know, some mess ups and some boo boos and stuff like that. But yeah, just like kind of not telling anyone what's going on. Well, and, being and a from late, from the group, hot. and the, what's crazy is from the group, they knew it was a problem because multiple people had to call, get in touch with them, and they, they was Osprey told them, hey, we had to resubmit your order because of some logistical error. Um, well, what ended up happening is I finally got my package this past week that was supposed to be the book. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I open up the book, and the invoice says it's Gamma Wolves, but I'm holding my hands is a novel. And admittedly, it's a novel that I was interested in reading anyway oh. called Gideon the Ninth from Tor Publishing. And I'm like, 
So I, I is that like a subsidiary of no okay. Tor, Tor is like a big science fiction fantasy book publishing company that has nothing to do with Osprey as far as I was able to find. They must use a similar or just the same warehousing, and the warehousing guy screwed up. Uh, but uh, what made it kind of hilarious is every time I would post something in the Gamma Worlds group on Facebook, Osprey customer service would like respond to my email after like not hearing anything for about a day. So I'm, I'm somewhat at Osprey is in that Facebook group, and every time they see me post something, like, oh shit, what do we do to this poor guy now? Uh, as of right now, they're supposed to be shipping me the correct book, but that was several days ago. I haven't gotten any shipping notifications, so. I, <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not throwing Osprey under the bus here it, because we've had two Osprey writers on our show. We've had yeah, Mike I was going to say, like, I, like I feel like we can hold them to task because we've also been very complimentary. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about their games that are coming out. I understand there are UK. There's like all types of logistics problems. They're a company based out of UK, working from home. I'm a customer in the United States, but at the same time, just the the series of constant things makes me go, what? And at this point, if they I'm about to request a refund for the book because I could have yeah. bought it from Amazon and gotten it the next day. Yep. Oh, like, yeah, three times enough. over. Like, yep. And I'm going to tell you this. I pre-ordered Stargrave oh, from Amazon that's because a, I, that's how I got Frostgrave 2.0 and I got Frostgrave 2.0 on time. Say, same with Frostgrave? Actually, no, you I got, jerks got it like two days before I, I got, did. I got, no, I got Frostgrave 2.0 like a week before the street date or something oh, yeah, like right. that. Like I got, I got it early. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, you and I were in the same boat. You and I were yeah. in the same boat where we're like, yeah, we got it, but we ordered it, it after him and got it before him. It arrived. And I was like, Oh, but, <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Cause but yeah, like I, I get it. I just, it's one of those things that they're, I, I'm just constantly getting uh weird mishaps due to their logistics difficulties. So future yeah, books, just, I'm still going to support them. I like their games. I like their writers. Um, I'm just not going to order directly from them, no matter what sort of special, cool, tempting deal they have. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I mean, you know, we I think we've talked about it before on the show last season, which was, you know, forever ago. But um, Millenn- like 10 years ago. Mill- millennia like ago. Um, but, the previous no, age I mean, of I, mankind. I think we talked about that. Like, you know, people, like, harsh on Amazon a lot, and I get that they don't have the best practices in certain areas, but there's a reason that they're – as big as they are, it's because they're very efficient with what they do. Uh, and so. it's it's one of those things too. Like um, there was something I was asking about. Uh, it might have been it was some crisis protocol stuff because there's not a lot of stores that cover crisis protocol in the Jacksonville area. Right. And where I actually live, south of Jacksonville, there we were talking about this earlier. There's no more game stores here except for the official Warhammer one. Yeah, COVID took them out. Yeah, COVID just kneecapped them all. Um, so I've been using a subscription service through a, a different store because it's very convenient. I know I want to get all the characters as of right now, so I've just been getting them. And there was some delays that came up. Uh, you, uh, Postal Service lost my package for a little while. Yeah. Um, and somebody was like, oh, don't shop from that subscription company. I'm like, well, who else do you think I should go with? Because this is literally the, still the best option for me unless I want to drive an hour and bug stores that don't really seem interested in carrying the game. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Chip was saying that he couldn't even Chip from Borderlands, who just sold his store to yep. Coliseum of Comics, but uh, <laughs> I, I have some thoughts. But go ahead. Oh, good, good. Glad. But there's also some other shit that I wanted to talk about while you two were just going at it about Osprey. Wait, thing oh, is, when when you left the room. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joseph McCullough left Osprey. He did. That that's now official. That yeah, yeah. Okay. He he you, he, had, you had told us. He's still yeah, gonna but, ride for them. Yeah, he's still he's still releasing he's Stargrave through them. He's still got Frostgrave supplements coming out through him, but uh, he is, uh, and he left on good terms. Obviously, okay. they're still publishing his books, but he said it was time for him to move on to something else. Okay. I don't know. We don't know what that means. Yeah. At least I don't know what that means. But um, <laughs> but anyway, continue, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll tell you what Zach actually said I just, on our Patreon. No, no. Oh yeah, we should do that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then. The other thing is that we will actually uh, have Mike Hutchison on the show next week. He's talking about his new book, uh, his new game coming out called Billion Suns, which is kind of a space battle skirmish game. Similar in concept to Battlefleet Gothic, not to tie everything back to Daddy GW. I don't know, but. Mike. I don't have any kind of rules. I have no idea what this game's about. He's kind of being very, very coy about it. Oh, cool. So when are you going to interview him? Next week. <sighs> Like at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Because he's 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 got to work, I guess. He's gonna interview me. And what a nerd has a job. Jeez. It's not playing. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Mike, we love you. 
I'm not making fun yeah. of you. Yeah, sarcastic. Um, we obviously cutting um, this part out. <laughs> my co-hosts are idiots. Right. You know, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> I literally have said nothing bad about the man at this point. Yeah, I know. I've praised his games. Zach's the one that keeps no, going no, on. I, yeah, yeah, I know. I right? wanted to talk about the logistics because maybe we could all try to be on it, but we'll figure it out. Um, that's why we have a group chat. Cool. Yeah. So, good stuff going there. Um, if we want to talk about, we can talk about oh. some third party stuff. Yeah, I would like to talk about some stuff that's not GW. Yeah. yeah. Well, one there thing. Were, there were. Really quickly, facts. Um, so, late game scoring changed for 40k. Right. And if you win the roll off, you have to go first. I've only played one game, so with yeah. that in effect, so I have not, really not played. Sure. Yeah. I have not played anything with the fact, new facts, so I will refrain from comment. Yeah. Although I do like the do lack of choice with the roll. I like. I like that they are addressing what was clearly an issue with going first. Whether or not that works out. We'll see. Well, you know, the the key change that I do really like, and I want to play games with it, is the changing of scoring in the fifth round. Yeah. It makes it so that if you are going second, you have a chance to actually do stuff in the fifth round, and the fifth round doesn't become a lame duck of a round Yeah, where yeah, you're only trying sure. to score your secondaries. It's it's just a nice little change to make the game a little more engaging if yeah. it's close. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that we were talking earlier about with the Osprey logistics uh Issues that there's a that kind of segues into some third party news because there's several independent games that should have been released by now, um, either through their Kickstarters or through just general retail, that COVID related logistical issues have caused them to be delayed. And some of those are things that I know Mike and I were both waiting for. Um, uh, Gangs of the Undercity, right? They're uh, now going to be shipping their main box. It was supposed to ship in December, but because of manufacturing issues in uh, internationally, which is they were getting their apparently their packaging or something. Uh, uh, created in the uh, overseas that's now expected to ship in February um, and then also Relic Blade which is a one man uh, their box for second or not yeah their box for second edition uh, key is kind of sliding they're expecting to ship in February as well but it's all related to the fact that they're just extremely constrained with stuff like paper packaging mm-hmm. and it's not something we really think about when we talk about our war dollies as uh, Zach called it earlier is that how dependent everything else is on other companies out there? You know, these one man small shops are right, still needing to get things Dude. like boxes and rule books yeah. and all printed. Yeah, COVID is killing this industry right now. It's killing it in many ways. We've lost stores. We're losing companies. We're losing our. We lost stores. stores. Stores, yes. I gotta drive um, an hour to go play a game. Stores, yes. Um, I, I think though that with stores, there's a lot of other factors that can be. Well, yeah, one of them deserved it. The other one did yeah. not. But. Um, but I mean, like, dude, I mean, fucking GW stocks are still up, and I know, like, I keep going back to them, and I, I don't know if there's another publicly traded company. Like, they're very easy to pull uh, metrics from. As but, far as I know, the only I mean, other they're doing great. And I don't know of any other publicly traded Wizards. wargaming ones. Wizards, but Wizards is owned by Hasbro, and Hasbro is publicly traded. Did it? I don't know if Asmodee is publicly traded. I don't think so. No. So, I, don't think so. I, I know they're owned by an equity firm right now. I just don't know, like, beyond that, what their business looks like. But yeah, you're you're right. It makes it hard to tell how the industry is doing. And for a lot of these guys, it's a, such a labor of love. Unless they absolutely have to, they're not going to cut it out, right? Like, yeah. The guy that's doing Relic Blade, it's literally he just it's him working out of his garage. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Who's that? What's that guy's name? Who wrote Relic Blade? Um, He's part of the Blaster crew. He is, and I feel... I'm so sorry. We didn't... We know about Relic Blade, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't I shut up about it, so... talk about it at least every other episode. Yeah, and so. <laughs> it's like one of those games that George follows us around being like, Hey, do you guys want to play Relic Blade? And they're like, like no. no, we never want to play Relic Blade. Sean Sutter. His name Sean is Sean Sutter. Sutter. Sean Sutter. Right. Okay. We do want to play Relic Blade, but we just have not played Relic Blade. Uh, I, I'm going to put a challenge that before our next uh, general game like this, one of our games we will talk about will be relic blade because i have the terrain in the process of being assembled i have at least two teams fully painted up and i'm painting up a third team mike and i have a shitload of terrain oh fuck yeah we do we have we have so, an rtt's worth of terrain well we do between the two of us yeah now. yeah that's fucking small rough. rtt we don't have still. enough we don't have enough ta- we gotta buy more tables though yeah fuck um we do have an rtt actually coming up in the Jackson yeah area. yeah um Mike, do you want to talk about it? You're TO. I'm just yeah, helping with I'm, it. I'm so. TO in this time. So uh, Zach and I are starting our own string of tournaments in Jacksonville. Um, 
the first one's an RTT going on February 27th. And What's it called, Mike? It's called the Bold City Slap Fight. Because <laughs> it's just going to be a bunch of nerds slap fighting in a, in a hotel. Those were the sounds space. of slap fights. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, to kind of briefly speak on this, I think our intent is to offer, you know, a high-quality... Uh, competitive gaming environment here in Northeast Florida because we have a bit of a gap with that. Um, you know, in the in the past few years that we've been active in the competitive scene here, sure we have like maybe two tournaments every year, but they haven't been using the GT Mission Pack and they haven't been for ITC points. Um, and we want to kind of pull Jacksonville into the competitive meta a little bit more, uh, while also you know, like I said, providing a high quality experience. And so. Um, we've coordinated and locked on a uh, meeting space in a what was it a Ramada? So Marriott. Marriott. No, so much actually, higher class than what I'm thinking. That's um, one of the uh, that's one of the the pros of what we're doing too is we're becoming we're basically going to be you know store agnostic. We have yeah. an open space. That, uh, we're going to be putting a lot of the money that is being spent on entries back into the prize support for the players yeah we're not we're not going to make any money off this everything that we're making that is being brought in um was it like a 20 dollar entry fee yeah it's 20 dollars 20, 20 bucks yeah. um it's all going into more terrain um and then like an operating fund or whatever you want to call it for future events and our intent here is to partner up with some guys in albany and tallahassee and have almost like a series of events between the three um, towns and then use um, kind of that infrastructure to start hosting things like GTs and even majors here in Jacksonville. Right. Obviously, that's, that's a goal. long range plan, but you know the support that we receive now will really help that. I think we have 13 players registered right now. Is it 13? It's 13. Devin Schaefer signed up. Was overnight. I the, was I actually the first person that registered for it? No, I, I was. Um, was. Well, yeah. Zach doesn't count. Well, you don't count, George. Why does Zach not count? Like I'm the TO. He's, he's oh, fair definitely enough. a fair first enough. round call out, George for Zach. Actually, yeah, that's happening. Also, uh, I'm just going to have this. Do it in BCP, but I'm actually yeah. going to flag George. George has a yellow card going into the tournament. Yeah. You cannot claim Ted Corsairs without owning a Ted Corsair shirt. I'm actually I'm buying a Ted Corsair shirt for Corsair. this event. So oh, yeah, okay, that was my well, plan. That's fine. You show up with that. Your yeah. red card is or your yellow card is taken back. So that this tournament's going to be interesting for me because this is going to be my first one where I've transitioned away from the stupid Space Marines and actually getting to play the faction I want to play in Admech. Mm-hmm. So I expect to job like a bastard because I'm just going to... This list is going to be bad. Maybe not. And just bring vehicles. You'll be fine. Well, you're definitely just, not just, getting 10 victory points for your paint. So. Just spend, you don't know that yet. You don't know that yet. Just spend $2,000 and you'll have a good army. So. <laughs> yeah. Just... Spend, spend a significant chunk of your annual income and you'll be good. <laughs> uh, no, um, but so anyhow, yeah, I think what February 27th, um, this one will be a little bit smaller. I think we're capped off at 18 players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are. Yep. I, I would expect us to fill that. Um, you know, and obviously we're going to be observing social distancing. Um, we have a very strict mask policy that we will be adhering to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to um, be following people around with face shields if they're not wearing masks. Yeah, and I mean, Mike's a cruel taskmaster. Like, so he will <laughs> fucking poke you to death. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good series. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, and I guess we'll, we'll – I, I think we'll uh, – I can't think of the damn word. I guess advertise or hawk this on every show that we do in the future. Probably. I mean, we'll I think, I think we'll talk about, even like, if it's partner. cool events too yeah like we should definitely talk about kind of the events that are getting put on in, in tallahassee and yeah none Albany of which are scheduled right now but we're looking at like one a month we're trying that's what we're aiming for yeah so. and you know tallahassee is a good spot there's a lot of solid players yeah. there you want to go get your ass kicked yeah t- <laughs> tallahassee is the place to go <laughs> uh there is a miami gt going on that same weekend which we did not know about so if yeah. you know any of our miami gt people are listening yeah uh, <laughs> we did not put the the range Big enough, apparently, for uh, North and South Florida in order to... Uh, I'll, I'll take the hit on that one because I was looking at flights down to that GT the day before we scheduled ours, and so that should have popped into my head. But yeah, that's um that's Salt Classic GT. I think uh, like yep. a couple of guys from Broham are putting that down. Definitely, yep. The uh, the know, Tongue Patrol. I know Will Taylor's going down there. Fucking Will, bro. And John, John Moore's going. Congrats um, on your kid, Will. Yeah, congr- oh yeah. If you're listening, I mean, I know we you have literally, have listened, you son of a bitch. In our, uh, in our, 
in our time off, we literally had a get one of our one of our friends in the hobby had a baby. Congratulations. Um, he's up. He's very tired. He's so oh, I, I hear. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. But that's that's pretty normal for kids. In the text messages. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, for games played with, let's just skip that because there's like a hundred games. I just want to say that I have played so many games. Um, the Triple Lord of Skulls list is hilarious, and I love it. Um, that that was a that wasn't even something that was really on the radar when we recorded last. Oh, yeah, I think, no. but it was I not. had one Lord of Skulls, and in within one day's time, I went from one to three. Right. Uh, I painted those up and took them to the last GT, and actually went three and two with them, which is what I was aiming for. Um, I was actually three and zero oh at the end of the day, uh, yes. end of the first day, and was a little bit concerned you flew too close to the sun there I, I my friend yeah, my Ooh, wings yeah. got burnt off you should have you should have you should have take that first game on purpose and then like just you could have gone like you know four and one yeah yeah but submarining is lame um so <laughs> yeah i mean uh ninth edition as far as games played between zach and i mike is Still ahead, but yeah, Zach's Mike's, got a new list that might actually have it. Zach's beat. got a new list that might be skewing too hard towards beating Necrons. So. <laughs> actually, he's like, he developed Every, the perfect counter for Necrons. Everything else did really well up. against Marines yesterday. I mean, I, I did lose my game against um, against Kyle yesterday. He played White Scars, and I brought my Iron Warriors, Demons, Emperor's Children, Super Spam list. Um, and it, it did well. I just made a couple of pretty major mistakes in the first movement phase and he and he also you know made, played a very good game uh i it was one of the uh control two three more missions from the oh, gt yeah. pack so and so, dude our our final score was like 57 like 48 it was oh, an wow, extremely low scoring game and that and it's not for like lack of competence either because i you know kyle's a good player and i consider myself to be decent as well and like that we just were really smart about how we played with the exception of me being a dumbass in my first movement phase so but i think the list has teeth we'll see anyhow does it have five million noise marines it's got 20 yeah, yeah it's close <laughs> enough it's close <laughs> enough to five million yeah, at that point only running 10 less than what he normally ran last yeah. time. yeah yeah anytime i see noise marines on the table i'm like oh god this is not going to be mm-hmm. not going to be a good day it, for it me it does a good job of threat saturation though because there's other stuff in that list that yeah, you yeah. need to deal with or it's gonna be bad for you yeah, we. Uh, I will say this. I was still. I had that one game we got to play of uh, my my last outing with my iron uh, iron hands against your uh, triple you skulls. To, when you cheated. Oh yeah, I did play. That. Yeah, well, I. I when I, he cheated, when he cheated. I, we found out I was playing a rule wrong. I found out after the fact. I did disclose that. You know, I was like, hey, guys, I did this wrong. I cheated in night two with my Nightbringer. Remember when I said he oh, yeah. benefit from lookout, sir? Apparently. Yeah. That is a that is you a debatable topic. Piece of shit. That, that <laughs> happened at the GT over the weekend too. Remember the guy that said somebody you know, tried to argue it. It's no, very somebody, explicit in the no, rule No, somebody book. said uh, <laughs> somebody went up against Seth Piper, and Piper had his uh, his Void Dragon, not his yeah. Nightbringer. And he was like, "Ah, oh, you've got him next to your Warriors for Lookout, sir." He's like, "No, it actually explicitly says that any C Tan behind doesn't, a doesn't get a it. Warrior doesn't get it." And he's like, "Well, the last guy fucked me then." And uh, oh. he got really upset about it. Yeah, it's like it's on the it's on the sheet. Yeah, like and it's, it's so it's. But if you're ever curious, every satan does not benefit. From yeah, that. well, and my rules mess up Boy was too, too many points. I mean, too many wounds. Regardless, to, anyhow. Well, my, what I was gonna yes. say is my mess up that we figured out was. Um, I misread the rule once and thought I knew what it was and just never looked at it again. So always look over your data sheets or you feel like a jerk after a game. Um, that being yeah. said, you did win that game. so I did. And it was yeah. a good – it was probably one of my best performing games as far as, like, I knew what that list did. Dude, I don't even remember our game. When was that? That was the one that we played at uh, Borderlands. Yeah, slash I remember season. that. That was a uh, week before New Year's? The uh, week leading into New Year's? Um, George. Yeah, 89 to 77 was a score. That was the day before um, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and that one was 9.77. Good score though, dude. Yeah, that was that was the best I that was literally except for the the one tournament game I had against uh, Blood Angels where yeah. I I that same that a very similar version of that list uh just obliterated things cuz I I got really good line of fire with my eradicators. Um that game was all fun and you just you played your list perfectly yeah, in my but opinion. Yeah, you know what though? Now that I'm looking at it, I know that I cheated too. 
Oh. Because I took raise the banners, and I know that I use Nurglings to do that. And they can't Nurglings do Nurglings can't. They're not infantry. Oh. Yeah. I found that out um, oh. probably three or four weeks ago. Well, and that's it, it was like right after our game, because I've been using Nurglings to do raise the banners, and they're not infantry, and that is an infantry-locked action. Well, so I'm a cheater. Yeah. yeah I know. Well, <laughs> and this this also goes into the importance of why you do reps with a co- tournament list, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that's why um, my... I mean, I didn't do any of that shit at the tournament, so... That's that's the main reason why I'm pretty sure I'm going to be jobbing with my AdMech list at the tournament because I'm not going to be able to get reps in beforehand because let's, I don't make it happen, George. I'm trying to. Do it's it. literally getting the bottles you in need time. To, you need to I'm going by. It. I'm going by by uh, and building the uh, the sterilizers today. Just in just in like just like from Happy Gilmore, you quit that hockey shit. Focus on 40k. <laughs> <laughs> Drop all these by, other by, games. Well, by <laughs> hockey shit, you mean my job, because that's that's what no, actually so, takes up most of my time. I, I've been, man, I tell you what, we, I, I had a big project that I finished up and got approved before, um, like right like at the last moment, like literally like 4.55 p.m. December 31st. And, like, and since then, luckily my job has kind of chilled out, chilled out a little bit in that I only have four meetings a day as opposed to 12. Um so I still get nothing done, but um, yeah, no, I've actually been able to like paint while yeah. working. It's it's very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no other games played. I know that uh, we Mike and I talked about our crisis protocol. We're gonna talk a little bit more about it. But uh, Mike beat me um, where I snatched the uh, jo- the victory from the jo- or defeat from the jaws of victory when I <laughs> ran off with Captain America and I shouldn't have. You, right. you snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Is that what you said? Yep. yep. Just making sure that exactly. I, it was a really close ending, and there was a couple choices I had positioning. Yeah. And if I would have done a, if I would have moved Captain America a different place, I could have had a better chance of, uh, of winning. Okay. Because I ran off, I left some other key characters und, uh, undefended, and Mike's Masters of Evil just ran in, and, and or Cabal just ran in and beat up. Uh, I believe it was Doc Ock that you beat the shit out of, but I, it was either Doc Ock or Iron Man. Let's be real, George. I beat the shit out of all your little heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Just face punched them Mike repeatedly. aggro over here. Yeah. I'm yeah. an aggro player. I think that's Yeah, dude. Player. Oh, I am too. Like, I know that... I mean... Talking about 40k, I know it's a board control game right now. But God, I love things that just fucking punch you in the face. Like, that <laughs> well, that's like, one way to control the board. You just remove <laughs> yeah, things it, off. It's kind of hard for you really to control fun. the board when I table you. <laughs> my, my fifth game at that GT the uh, last weekend, I had a great time playing that Blood Angels player for my last game because I just got some rinse in his backline, boy, and he started to feel the pain, and I just <laughs> ate those Space Marines for breakfast. When I, when I reflect on it, every one of my games from the Albany GT last weekend, um, I tabled. Th- there was a tabling in each of the games. The first three games, I tabled my opponents. The second two games, I got tabled by my opponents. <laughs> I had some good games. It's nice that you had a good experience at that GT. I had fun, man. It was yeah. a good time. That was a great GT ran by a great dude. Uh, what, great Rob? Yeah. Now Rob's a piece of shit. We're yeah. kidding, Rob. I don't think Rob listens to this. But no, no Rob's a good guy. I don't even think he knows how to work podcasts. <laughs> Shit, man. I have a joke, but I'm not going to make it. But it's a funny joke, guys. Um, cool, man. All right. Well, we are almost We'd, out of time. We got a lot of hobby progress done, and we got a lot of games played. George still hasn't painted his shit, though, so, you know, the song remains the same. Um, and I think that that's about it for our first uh, episode of Season 2. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awkward, Bye. Uh, awkward outro. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.